Citizens Advice Pembrokeshire weekly update on Pure West Radio. Yes, it is the Citizens Advice Bureau update right here at Pure West Radio. And this is the first week of hopefully many more to come, keeping you up to date with things that are affecting your life right here in Pembrokeshire and indeed further afield. And it gives me a great pleasure to introduce uh, Belinda Owen, uh, who is the Advice Session Supervisor from the Citizens Advice Bureau with us here this afternoon. Hi, Belinda. Hi, Toby. It's, it's good to be here. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us, Belinda. I know personally how fabulous Citizens Advice Bureau is, as you, you help so many people in need. And I can only imagine that during the uh, the current COVID-19 crisis, you've been extremely busy. Oh, indeed we have, yes. Um, and not only have we been indeed extremely busy, but unfortunately there are fewer of us at the moment because uh, we're working from home, as you're aware. So, Belinda, can you just give us a, a bit of a, uh, an introduction, if you would like? If no one's heard of Citizens Advice Bureau before, what are you? Of course, a pleasure. So, as you've already said, I'm, I'm an advice session supervisor. I'm one of a team that are currently operating from home right across the county. Usually, we are supported by our fantastic volunteers, and I've got to say that we're missing them very much whilst we're not in the office. So here in Pembrokeshire, we, we've got offices in Haverford West and Pembroke Dock, and usually outreaches in other parts of the county. Unfortunately, due to the current COVID-19 restrictions, all of our drop-in sessions, face-to-face appointments and outreach sessions are currently closed. But I'm here today to reassure everybody that advice is still available by phone and by email. Citizens Advice, we know that anyone can face problems that seem complicated or intimidating, and it's very easy to become overwhelmed We believe that no one should have to face these problems without good quality, independent advice. And that's why we're here, to give people the knowledge and the confidence they need to find their way forward, whoever they are, whatever their problem. We offer confidential advice online, over the telephone, and as I've said, in normal circumstances in person, completely free. And when we say we're here for everyone, we mean it. People rely on us because we're independent and we're totally impartial. So whether your concern is about paying your bills, claiming a benefit or challenging a benefit decision, dealing with housing or work issues, or struggling with relationships, we can help. We can listen. We explore your problem. We offer options. And then we can help you to act. We can, for example, help with telephone calls or letters. We can help you fill out forms, challenge decisions. We can check your benefit entitlement. Or we can just offer advice. You might be interested to know that we provide support in over 2,500 locations across England and Wales. We've got over 21,000 volunteers and over 8,000 staff. No one else sees so many people with so many different kinds of problems. And that gives us a unique insight into the challenges that people are facing today. We see how problems can be linked. We help people with the underlying cause of their problems and make sure they don't get worse. And with the right evidence, we can show big organisations, and that's from companies right up to the government, how they can make things better for everybody. 
and brilliant advice you do give. Um, we'll give out all of the contact details for Citizens Advice Bureau after we tackle our first topic, as each and every week over the next four weeks, we'll be uh, looking at what you would like to uh, uh, have tackled by Citizens Advice Bureau by one of their specialist advisors, such as uh, Belinda, who's with me this afternoon. And we thought we'd kick it off with a hot topic that Citizens Advice Bureau has been inundated with during the COVID-19 crisis. And uh, Belinda, this is the, the consumer that we're talking about today. Yeah, that, that's right, Toby. Thank you. We've, we've received a lot of questions about what people can do if something they were planning has been cancelled because of coronavirus. For example, if you've got travel plans or if you're going to an event. Um, I just, just want to, to explain to people that in these uncertain times, things change very quickly. And so the information that we're talking about today is true right now. But if, if people want advice, the best thing to do is to contact us directly. And as you already said, we're going to give those contact details at the end. So, firstly, if you've had uh, an event or a hol- holiday plan, something like that, cancelled, the first thing you should do is check the website of the business or the service that you're worried about, any emails you've received from them. It might well be that they've changed their normal rules to try and help. But always make sure that you only use trusted sources of information about coronavirus. If you see emails about coronavirus from someone you don't know, don't click on any links. Don't give any money or personal details to anyone you don't know or trust. So what can you do if your travel plans have been cancelled because of COVID-19? Yeah, okay. If your booking is cancelled because of coronavirus, contact the company you booked with. You have the right to a refund. You can choose to rebook for another time, if you like. But it's worth telling the company, when you contact them, if you need the money urgently. For example, if you've lost your job because of coronavirus. And please don't worry, you can chase the company if you don't get a refund. Some people think, I don't want to bother them. Well, no, you're not right there. You can bother them. Your refund should be paid within 14 days for a cancelled package holiday and within seven days for a European flight. I have to say that things are taking longer at the moment. And we are asking people to be patient and to keep in touch once uh, they've had an agreed uh, resolution to make sure that they don't get forgotten. But things are definitely taking a little bit longer than they usually are. Which is understandable under the uh, current circumstances, Mm -hmm. Belinda. Uh, So what if you are offered a voucher rather than, than a cash refund or a refund onto your credit or debit card? It's usually best to ask for a refund instead. If you tell the company you booked with you want a refund, they have to give you a refund if you ask. However, if you're thinking of accepting a voucher, always check the terms and conditions. When does this voucher expire, for example? It's no good to if it's going to expire in the next couple of months. And whether you can change your mind later and get a refund on the voucher. So the other issue for people is if the company goes into administration before you use your voucher, obviously you won't be able to spend it but you should be able to get a refund for the voucher if your holiday was a package holiday and the company that went into administration was protected, for example, by ABTA. Additionally to that, Sykes Holiday, until recently, had been refusing to provide full cash refunds to customers who couldn't go ahead because of coronavirus. The Competition and Markets Authority have intervened on that one, and the company's 24 businesses and brands full refunds in accordance with the Competition and 
so that's good news. Yeah, worth uh, checking out. Could be uh, uh, worth every second of your time. Um, what can you do if you've paid by a debit card? Because it's different, isn't it, to a credit card? Yeah, absolutely. There, there, there is all additional protections that you have, both with debit cards and credit cards, but they're different. So if you pay with a debit card, you need to check your card provider's website. That should tell you how to get your money back. You probably need to look for something called a disputed transaction. If you can't find that, then you need to tell them that you charge back scheme. Chargeback is when your provider asks the seller's bank to refund your account. And if you're successful, you'll get back the amount that you paid by card. You ask for it within 120 days, sounds like a funny number, but it's about four months, of when you paid or noticed the problem. And you won't be able to ask, of it, ask for it if you notice the problem more than 540 days, which is about 18 months, after you paid. If the seller disagrees with your claim, then you ask the card provider how you appeal under the chargeback scheme. Okay, makes sense. Um, so what can you do if you've paid by credit card? Okay, there are different things you can do depending on how much the item cost. So if the item costs £100 or less, again, you're checking your card provider site for how to get your money back. Again, you're probably not disputed transaction. However, if the item costs £1,000, and this is for credit cards, then you need to tell your credit card company that you want to make a claim under Section 75 of the Consumer Credit Act. This is called a Section 75 claim, so that's easy to remember. Make your claim to the company which sends your statements. So, for example, if you've got an HSBC MasterCard, you make your claim to HSBC, not to MasterCard. And there is a template letter to make a Section 75 claim on the Citizens Advice public site. You can have a look at that and you can use that letter. Just remember that if you're the main card holder, you won't be able to make a Section 75 claim. You need to ask whoever is the main card holder to do that for you. That you do not have to complain to the seller before you make the Section 75 claim. So you can just go right ahead and claim on your credit card. You should always make a Section 75 claim if a company's gone out of business or if you're having trouble getting in touch with them, for example, if, if they are located abroad or if they just won't reply to you. You can make a complaint and a Section 75 claim at the same time, um, but you're only going to get your money back from one or the other. Okay, makes sense. Uh, some great advice here, Belinda. Uh, what happens if you didn't buy directly from the seller? Okay, that's, that's a bit more complicated. So you can't use Section 75 if you paid through a third party. So that's something like PayPal or the Amazon third party sellers or a travel agent, something like that. You'll have to check the third party's complaints procedure, or you could consider using an alternative dispute resolution. You can contact the Citizens Advice Consumer Helpline again on this if you need more help. because. Yeah, and with uh, so many people buying online these days, uh, of course, lots of third-party sellers out there. So certainly worth uh, taking that up with uh, one of the advisor to your specific needs. Uh, contact details on the way very soon. Uh, so um, what if you want to cancel any future bookings then, Belinda? Yeah, OK. I mean, I know this is on a lot of people's minds because mm. people are talking about second waves, etc. And we're looking around the world to find out what's going on. So the company you booked with might agree to give you a refund. So check if you can get a refund by looking again at your terms and conditions or, or just simply ringing them up and asking them. Again, if you're ringing anybody at, at this particular time, expect to hang on for a little bit longer than usual. If they say no, they won't give you a refund, then sometimes it's better just to wait and see if they cancel the booking themselves later, because if they do, they'll have to refund you. 
Okay, makes perfect sense, really. So might be worth just hanging on uh, uh, a little bit there. Uh, so as we know, Belinda, many events have been cancelled or postponed. Uh, what can you do if you had tickets for an event uh, that will not go ahead as planned? Right, okay. So that's going to depend on who you bought the ticket from. If you bought your ticket from an official seller, you can get a refund if the organiser cancels or moves or even reschedules the event, and the organiser will tell you how to do that. You're unlikely to get a refund if you bought the ticket from a reselling or secondary ticketing website, a private seller or, or one of those fan-to-fan websites, um, and you're not entitled to a refund if you, if you change your mind about going or, or just decide not to go, unfortunately. Which makes perfect sense. So what will you get back? You'll probably only get the face value of your ticket back, in honesty, the amount that's actually printed on it. Some sellers might refund postage if, for example, the event's cancelled before they send the tickets out. Um, But if you had to pay booking fees or even card fees, you're unlikely to get those back. And you certainly won't get any travel or accommodation costs unless they were part of the package when you bought the ticket. So again, check the ticket seller's website for their terms and conditions, find out what their liability is and and, and what's excluded. So what can you do if the ticket seller won't give you a refund? Okie dokie, so you can check if they're a member of the Society of Ticket Agents and Retailers, that's STAR. Um, If they are, you can use STAR's complaints procedure. Star members should refund face value if the event is cancelled and the organiser has agreed to refunds. If they're not a member of Star, then again, it's a question of having a look on the consumer advice page on the Citizens Advice website to find out about how to complain about a consumer problem. Um, If you can't get your money back that way, then again, thinking about what we've just spoken about, you might be able to get your money back from your card company if you pay for the debit or a credit card. So much fantastic advice there, Belinda. Uh, it's been fantastic finally getting the Citizens Advice uh, Bureau weekly updates uh, off the ground. I'm so excited to speak to you every week about all these different topics. Uh, if there's something that uh, you have heard or you'd like any more information, each case as already mentioned, it's very much on its own merits, isn't it, Belinda? That's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I, I can give you general advice, and there's lots of general advice on our website also. But as we know, with, with any problem, as soon as you put people into it, it becomes more complicated. So the best thing to do is really to contact us directly when you've had a look at the, the information, if it, if it raises more questions than it answers, which it often does. And then we can specifically go through it with you and, and offer options. Sounds a perfect plan to me. Uh, If anyone would like to get in touch with Citizens Advice Bureau, uh, how can they do that, please? Okay, so there are are several ways that that you can still contact us because, as I've said, even though our offices are closed, we are still very much open for business. You can contact us by calling our local advice line number and we're open every weekday, Monday to Friday, from 10 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock. And that number is 01437. 806070. You'll be able to speak to somebody who'll gather some information about your circumstances and the help that you need. And then we'll probably arrange to for somebody to ring you back later that day, the most appropriate person who can help you discuss options and work out the best thing for you to do. Alternatively, you can leave a message on one of our answer phones. Both of these are checked daily, Monday to Friday, and we will always try to call you back on the same day. So there are two numbers. Uh, one is 01437 767 936 
that's based in our Humberford West office. And the, the other one is 01646 623104. If your listeners prefer, they can contact us by email. Absolutely happy to, to deal with emails. And that's advice at pemscab.org. You can also log on to our website and there's a form on there. You can send a message to us using the form on our website. And obviously lots of information on our website about all the information I've given you there about our contact details. It's always worth having a look at that. Belinda, thank you ever so much for catching up with us here at Pure West Radio. I believe I'll be speaking to uh, another one of your colleagues, uh, one of the advisors, Joe, next week. And uh, I'll be back with you in a fortnight. That's lovely. Thank you ever so much, Toby, for giving us this opportunity to speak directly to your listeners. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Belinda. Thank you. Citizens Advice Pembrokeshire Update on Pure West Radio. Visit pemscab.org for the latest.